0: Welcome to Detroit today on 1019 WDET. I'm Steven Henderson, and thanks for being here. A little later in the show, we are going to talk to members of Detroit's Arab American community about some of the things that have been said during the 2016 presidential contest about that community, both locally and nationally. Where does that community fit in to the dialogue about who will be the next president and how they feel about the things that people like Donald Trump, Ted Cruz have said about their place in American society? I also, before we get started, need to set the record straight. A little bit. Yesterday we were talking about a Pure Michigan ad uh, that is running now that features Detroit, and I said that I believed it was the first Pure Michigan ad to feature our fair city. It turns out that's not true. There was an ad in 2013 uh, by Pure Michigan that largely featured Detroit. So We want to make sure that we set the record straight, that we get it right. If not the first time, then we come back and uh, correct it later. Uh, But also, uh, we're going to talk some about uh, the transgender issue uh, as it relates to a bill, a law in North Carolina, and a bill here uh, in Michigan. North Carolina has made a lot of headlines recently for requiring by law that transgendered men and women use restrooms that correlate with their sex by birth rather than their gender identity. Identity. The so-called bathroom law was sold to the public as a preventative measure to keep kids safe from predators. A very odd reasoning. Since its passage, there's been a number of boycotts of activities in the state, including Bruce Springsteen, who canceled a tour date. And the University of Carolina says it doesn't know how to proceed with the law. But these issues aren't reserved For places like North Carolina, the state capital here in Michigan, there's a proposal that would essentially do the same thing, specify which bathrooms... A Transgendered Person Could Use at Schools in the State. The bill is sponsored by Republican Senator Tom Kasperson. Kasperson turned down a request to join this program due to a scheduling conflict, Uh, so we will try to get him on in the future. Uh, But joining me now to talk about the issue is Jay Kaplan of the ACLU of Michigan. He is the LGBT Project staff attorney there, and Amy Hunter, who's a member of the trans community and who coordinates the Transgender Advocacy Program. Program for the ACLU of Michigan, Jay and Amy. Welcome to Detroit today.
1: Thank you, Steve. Morning.
0: Yeah. So, uh, I'm not sure all of the listeners know what the North Carolina bill looks like. What does it? What does it say? What does it require? And then uh, let's talk about how that compares to what's being proposed here. In Michigan, Jay.
1: Well, the North Carolina law has a has a little bit broader reach than the Michigan proposed bill. North Carolina's law would uh, pertain not only to public schools, but any governmental buildings, any anything that's affiliated with the state It would include universities as well, and it would limit uh, restroom use according to what is on your birth certificate. Right,
0: and and if you didn't follow along. I guess what would happen? I guess, that's always my question with laws like yes. this. Yes. <laughs> well, you how could, would you know?
1: <laughs> right. Right. How do you how what how are you going to enforce a law like this? Are you yeah. going to require people to show birth certificates <laughs> <Right>. and uh, <laughs> and the idea that people could possibly be prosecuted for yeah. being in what uh, people might consider to be the wrong restroom? Right.
0: Right. Uh, and so the the law here is is more narrow. The, the, the bill that's being proposed.
1: What 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 uh, Representative Caspersen has mentioned is that it. Would uh, it would pertain to public schools and and bathroom usage? Yeah, yeah. and
0: and one of the strange things, Amy, uh, about this is the the sort of conflation of bathroom and sex. I mean, there's there's sort of an implication here that the bathroom can be some sort of, uh, uh, I guess, conquest ground for people who who have some sort of sexual motive, and I guess I'm not. Clear on where that where that connection gets drawn. Um, well, I
2: think that it, I I think that probably what, what happens there is it is a convenient um, it's a convenient place to, to put sort of plant this the seed of fear in in people's minds for, for those that, that that don't understand uh, who transgender people are and and how they how they arrive at their, their gender identity. Um, so it's, it's really just sort of an, uh, a, an easy way for, for opponents to, to kind of gin up fear around these things because they don't really understand that, you know, the process of, of arriving at your gender identity is not something that's done on, on a whim. It's not something that uh, happens, um, as a lark or for nefarious purposes of, of any kind, you know, um, we just want to be able to use the facilities that comport with our gender identity, do our business, and get out like everybody else. Frankly, I can think of a, I can't think of a less sexy place than a bathroom. <laughs>
0: right. I think I think most people yeah. fall into that, into that category. Uh, at the same time, this law in North Carolina, and I uh, suppose the one, uh, not so much the one here because it's limited to schools, but in North Carolina, it seems to have implicated. People who are beyond the trans community. So if uh, if I am a father with a, a small girl, a small daughter, which I yeah, used to be, my daughter's older now, but... Uh, which bathroom sort of can I can I uh, take her to uh when when she's got to go I mean that was always an issue when I when she was little was can I go into the women's bathroom to make sure she's okay things like that uh, i I saw on Facebook uh, a store in in North Carolina that has, created a unisex bathroom in response to this as a way of accommodating families, for instance, uh, and other people. And and I, I mean, that seems to sort of uh, a little, it's a little bit in the same sort of wheelhouse as this. In other words, uh, trying to find a solution that that serves everybody.
1: We're, we're, you know, we're seeing more and more restaurants and places of public accommodations offering unisex single-user restrooms. Uh... But the, the reality is, we live in a society where we have gender-segregated public restrooms. Yeah. Uh, you know, in, in many, many places, and the law allows us to do that. You know, the bottom line is, people should be able to use a restroom that comports with their gender identity and their gender expression. Right.
0: Right. Uh, how does this fit in the larger nar- narrative and debate that we're having here in Michigan about inclusion of? Uh, the trans community in anti-discrimination law. I remember uh, that uh, it was either last year or the year before the debate over expanding Elliot Larson broke down largely over the issue of of trying to make sure that that trans uh, members of our community are
1: were included in that in that law. I think that was largely a reflection of some members of the legislature, and I think as Amy mentioned, it points out the need for education not only of society in general, but of our legislature to truly understand what it means to be transgender. Right. Uh, it certainly wasn't the LGBT community that was willing to say, "Okay, let's leave out gender identity uh, in terms no. of." Protections, <laughs> right,
0: right. I mean, it was it was more skittish members of, I believe, the Republican Party and some Democrats who were unsure about uh, about taking on uh, the Republican caucus. I think in Lansing, uh, but it, this all points up that need to revisit Elliot Larson, our our discrimination statute in Michigan, and expand it. It it really is. Out of date because, in part, you've got these new moves to try to draw lines uh, that that leave some
2: people out. Absolutely, right, exactly, and and you know the transgender issues are indeed the flashpoint around anti discrimination measures at you know the local level and and statewide. And Jay is absolutely right; it points to the need of you know just a broad community education, but also very specifically that, that we're, we're giving good information and making uh, trans people available to, uh, to meet with policymakers, you know, at every level of, of our uh, government so that they understand that when they leave out the transgender community, they are leaving out a significant segment of the population that then is unable to um, participate fully in society. So, you know, why would we want to uh, essentially segregate uh, a segment of our, of our citizenry and keep them from fully contributing. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, let's go to the phones here. Terry in Detroit. Terry, welcome to Detroit today. Good
2: morning, Stephen and Gus. Um, guys, I just wanted to say that every time you try to legislate discrimination, it's going to fail. It's not a question of will it sell, it's the question of when it will fail. This is so absurdly stupid. I I just can't even imagine a bigger waste of time for legislators to be pursuing. I wanted to say that I regularly duck into the boys' room when I'm at sporting events or entertainment (laughs) events. (laughs) Because there aren't enough
0: female bathrooms, right? There aren't
2: (laughs) enough. And so what are we going to do? have a a group of uh, bathroom police that are going to make you drop your pants (laughs) and prove— You know what you get down there before you can go to the bathroom? It's just ridiculous.
0: (laughs) Terry, thank you very much uh, for that call. Uh, Let's go to Anna in Midtown. Anna, welcome to Detroit Today.
2: Hi. um, I just wanted to point out that the violence rate against trans people, especially trans women of color, is extraordinarily high. Um, It's disproportionately high. Um, It's disgustingly high. I see news articles about trans women, Um, You know, being victims of violence every day, but I've never seen uh, any reports of a cis person being violently attacked or murdered by a trans person. So, um, with this bathroom law, I'm just concerned that it. Will perpetuate violence against trans people.
0: Yeah, Anna, thank you uh, very much for calling and making that point. Jay Kaplan uh, of the ACLU of Michigan—that that's got to be one of the primary concerns of the ACLU with with legislation like this. Absolutely,
1: right? absolutely. There's much more a risk of a transgender woman or man being attacked. Uh, uh, their safety if they're not allowed to use a restroom that comports with their gender identity and gender expression. You look at cities that have local ordinances or states that have laws that protect transgender people, they the law enforcement officials will tell you there's no reported incidents of anyone being attacked by a transgender person in a restroom. Yeah,
0: you know, uh, the what, what would be the, the, the challenge that the ACLU might be able to mount if, for instance, Michigan passed a law like North Carolina's and the governor signed it uh, because we don't have trans uh, protection in the anti-discrimination uh, uh, the statute is there a is there a legal mechanism to say you know we just don't think this is right i mean i suppose you'd rely on the constitution itself and its broad protections of uh, of discrimination.
1: Well, definitely the Constitution, the Equal Protection Clause, but also our federal government has provided some guidance. The, both the Department of Justice as well as the Office of Civil Rights for the Department of Education have said that Title IX, which prohibits sex discrimination, covers transgender students right. and that it violates Title IX to not allow a transgender student to use a restroom in accordance with their gender identity. So, you know, it opens the state up to potential liability if if this becomes a law and being challenged in federal court
0: right and of course the 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 public scorn uh, that's being heaped on north carolina i mean there there have been many businesses uh, entertainers uh, lots of people sort of speaking up and saying this is not the way we want to do business and so we ought to we ought not deal uh, with north carolina until they change that law let's take another quick uh, another quick call here charlie in detroit welcome to detroit today uh hello hi hi Charlie. hi
2: oh sorry um i just find it incredible we have a republican legislature and administration
0: that forever are trying to uh attract businesses and new people to
2: come into michigan yet because of this politician which like most of them just wants to pander to his uh district you know it runs totally counter to their main message and i mean how stupid are they how transparent are they it just boggles the mind
0: yeah yeah uh, charlie thank you for uh thank you for calling and making that point uh jay kaplan and amy hunter uh what are the next steps here i mean is this a bill that you really feel uh has legs in the legislature and of course our governor? Often uh, won't won't give up what he will do with bills <laughs> before he gets them. Sometimes says oh, I'm not interested in that, but then he signs it. Uh, what do you What do you predict that that we'll be looking at here?
1: Well, I hope there's going to be certainly an opportunity for people to speak out against this bill. Um, I think there are many uh, organizations and individuals who who have heard about you know the the, the proposed legislation and are concerned about it. I, I hope that it provides an opportunity to educate people, that we can talk more about trans issues, yeah. and so people have an understanding. Yeah,
0: uh, Amy, yeah. I would imagine that's that's right in your wheelhouse, that, that sort of education component. Yeah,
2: absolutely that's in my wheelhouse. And, and, you know, as far as whether the bill has legs, I really, you know, I don't know. We haven't even seen the actual language um, yet, or when it will be uh, formally introduced. But I'm like Jay, you know, this is a tremendous opportunity to do some, some great education work um, and some outreach and, and, and help people become familiar with trans people. And, and if I may, I want to circle back around just real quick to Anna's comment. Mm-hmm. Not, all, not only are transgender people, particularly trans trans women of color, at significantly more risk than the general population for violence and harassment but what we know about uh, how transgender kids perform in school is that when there are good policies in place that allow them uh, that affirm and support their their gender identity in, in a proactive way that those kids perform much better there are much better educational outcomes Um, the less absentee rate, and probably most significantly the suicide rate for LGBTQ kids. Plummets yeah. when there are good policies in place. Yeah uh,
0: how how close are we, uh, Jay, to getting a real conversation started about Elliot Larson again and uh, getting the, the the expansions that we need, including uh, those for for transgender citizens.
1: Well, well, I think it's 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 always there that that conversation. There's certainly I've been a number of businesses that have formed this coalition, the Michigan Competitive Workforce Coalition, and they say, in order to attract the best and the brightest to, to Michigan and to encourage more people to want to come here, uh, we have to have fair policies like amending Elliot Larson. Yeah. And so that conversation has never gone away. Certainly local communities are are looking at that. They're deciding whether or not to pass LGBT inclusive human rights ordinances. And I think this provides one more opportunity why we need these protections.
0: All right. Jay Kaplan of the ACLU of Michigan, he's the LGBT Project staff attorney and Amy Hunter, a member of the trans community and who coordinates the transgender advocacy program for the ACLU of Michigan. Thank you both for being here. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And in the future, sometime, we're going to have a show where we talk more, more expansively about the issues that are faced by transgendered uh, members of our community. So uh, Jay and Amy may be back on the show to discuss that. Uh, coming up next, Arabs have been a focal point, Arabs and Arabs Americans, uh, of the presidential election. Year, whether they like it or not, we're going to talk with members of the Arab Arab American community about how they see 2016. Stay with us on Detroit Today.